0: all the smoke might be getting to you. Let me tell you what happened.
1: There
2: is something to folklore, a truth behind it. I'm
1: sure they've got Bigfoot in a lab somewhere.
2: Not to my knowledge, no.
1: Rayway, you wake up in a bright, stark, white room, and you can see various monsters up and down the cell block. Well, that's about right. (laughs) The ceiling plate opens up some meat falls out of it like before. I wedge the bed frame into the opening. You grab the egg, and the shell cracks. No, 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 you
3: don't want... No, 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 no. And I want to see if there's a way to open the doors
1: to all the cells from this room. As another one of these cold grenades hits you from behind, your egg falls to the ground, uh, and you turn to see... Commander McCoy sprinting towards you. I just came to speak to you, Merok. Then
2: you'll need to come see me. So it's a trap then. I know that this is dangerous, ape, but I believe that now I can do things that even Goodfellow cannot predict. I faced off against
1: my greatest enemy. And I thought those
0: exact same thoughts yes. I've been expecting you. Okay, so if I don't give in, then my powers are unavailable until the end of the mystery. Oh. (laughs) Uh, You came. (laughs) I'm cool with being friends. I don't want you to think that this is a date.
1: Uh, you see Brittany on the dance floor. We're doing a shot, and then we're dancing. You and me. Let's go. Okay. And you immediately can tell once you get outside that the screaming is coming from the
0: lighthouse what could go wrong i'm <laughs> rushing <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sarah, you're in this bottom room of the lighthouse. Uh, last we heard from you, you said that you're going to run. <laughs> Where do you run? Outside. Sarah, you go to the door and you open it and you run through it and you are standing on an empty beach. Instantly, you feel the squishiness of uh, wet seaweed beneath your feet, and you look down to see that the entire beach is covered in this uh, seaweed.
0: Gross. But I recognize that the lighthouse is not in the normal place.
1: Um, Yeah, you're on Little St. Anne, the, the island that has no buildings or structures or people on it.
0: Okay.
1: It's worth noticing that the lighthouse, the lantern in the top of the lighthouse is shining
0: brightly. And just to remind me, Greg Brittany and the two boys are here, right?
1: Yeah, you just left them to die inside the
4: lighthouse.) <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I,
0: should, I should probably tell them to run with me, okay, and I don't see like any sort of boat or anything to get back to the main island, right?
1: Um no, no boat.
0: And it's dark as hell other than the lighthouse light, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, you can only see so far. I mean, the stars and the moon give you a certain amount of light, but it's nothing like the other island.
0: And I still have a hammer in my hand. All right, I guess I'm going to run back in there. Okay. So afraid of this old man.
1: You go back inside, and it's the room is empty.
0: God damn it. They're gone. They're all
4: gone.
1: <laughs> and the staircase that leads up to the lantern room is no longer a giant octopus's tentacle. It's now a regular staircase again.
0: Greg? (laughs) Brittany?
3: There's there's no answer.
0: Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to cautiously make my way up the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can I read a bad situation?
1: (laughs) I was going to say, why don't you read a bad situation? Um, That's a good idea. Plus sharp.
0: Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a four on the dice.
1: <sighs> so you continue up the stairs.
3: Man.
1: The closer you get to the top, you you see a faint spray of water. And you hear the sound of a torrential downpour. And you see that it's raining outside. It's just like, to the degree where there's no way a storm could have come on this quickly. It was just... Um, a clear sky when you were outside looking at the stars.
0: Okay. I want to text Ari. Do I get signal in this dimension?
1: <laughs> your your text goes to green. It does, does
3: uh,
4: not course.
1: go through. That was a very specific iPhone reference.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're excluding all not iPhone. <laughs>
3: There's no way that Ari has an iPhone,
0: so I feel like his texts are text always go to
3: green. That's
4: fair. <laughs> That's fair.
0: I guess I'm gonna just keep going up the stairs. I, I mean, at this okay. point, I'm looking for my friends.
1: You get back to that trapdoor kind of thing, and the ceiling above you is this kind of mesh iron, and you can see the bearded. Man, the lighthouse attendant, standing up there, he's just staring into the light into the like straight into the lantern of this extremely bright uh lighthouse lantern.
0: but I don't see my friends
1: you don't see anybody else.
0: What did you do?
1: It used to be not just me on this rock. There was another attendant,
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not <all> what I asked.
0: <laughs> what did you do with my friends? Hmm.
1: I haven't known any others in this lighthouse since. Uh, since the old timberman. Winslow was his name. He believed there was some enchantment in the light. Went mad, he did. And he continues to just stare into the light. He hasn't blinked, probably, since you started looking at him.
0: Oh, am I still not up there? Can I get in the room with him? Yeah. Even though I'm
1: afraid. Yeah, it's not a complete. He's standing out on the path that leads to the lantern. Uh, he's fully being rained on. If you want to not be also just soaked instantly, you'll have to duck into the lantern room, which is very small. It's mostly taken up by the lantern itself.
0: I'm I mean my friends that were just here. You stood with me and watched this little boy get his chest pecked at.
1: It gets lonely out here, lass. You get bored. And boredom, eviler than the devil, makes men into villains.
0: Yeah, I want to... I want to try to smash the lantern with my hammer. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I can't... I don't Um... know what else to do. Is that dramatic?
1: Yeah, but we're making a dramatic show. I would... <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Why would that be a problem?
0: I want to smash it.
1: As soon as you begin to walk towards the lantern, um, he grabs your arm and you feel his chilling grasp. It doesn't hurt you. It definitely feels very uncomfortable, like you're being gripped by death itself. Didn't you hear me, lass? Went mad, he did. Are you him? He looks confused, like he's sort of lost himself in the conversation and he doesn't know how to respond, but he continues to hold you there. He won't let you get close enough to the light.
0: I shouldn't have failed my read a situation. Well, I don't feel like he's going to tell me where they went. I don't really have. There's not really a way I can investigate a mystery right now, right? When he's literally holding on to me. You can. How would I do that, like, story-wise?
1: Just tell me what you're looking at and looking, paying particular attention to while he holds you here, away from the lan- Just, Just before the lantern. You're illuminated from behind. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy effect. And then the rain is pouring down on him, but you're staying more or less dry.
0: I guess I'm just trying to see, like, if there's anything else in this little room where the lantern is that looks off or suspicious or different. Like, does the lantern itself look like ghostly or does it look like a a normal ass lantern?
1: Uh, Yeah. So go ahead and roll investigative mystery. Plus sharp not to fail this one. Uh,
0: maybe I should <laughs> use the, different the third. I'm gonna use different dice.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Let's see what happens.
1: Classic dice switch.
0: I've rolled the same thing every single
1: time. Oh no.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? This is why I'm just <laughs> gonna break the, the lantern. It's another four. I literally can't do anything.
1: Then yeah he sees your eyes darting around and um
0: This is why I don't do shots. God damn it, Brittany.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He has a morality lesson. This is like how (laughs) in the slasher film, it's always the sinful teenager that gets killed first. He gets like a little bit of a sympathetic look in his eye, although his eyes always look kind of bug-eyed and they have an unhinged look to them. And he, he sees you looking around for your friends and he says... Some say the lighthouse is haunted, though them's just be old sailors' rumors. If your friends were ever here, maybe, maybe they still are.
0: I'm going to throw the hammer at the light.
1: Yeah, he's definitely going to see you doing this, and he's going to kind of pull you and try and stop you, but why don't you roll Act Under Pressure to see if you can... Uh throw it into the lantern.
0: Oh, man, I should have said what could go wrong before I did this.
1: <laughs> I think you have used one of your holds, but I think you did what could go wrong as you went into here. Yeah. But you get two holds for it. So I will allow you to do your second hold if you want.
0: Okay. Alright. It's an eight. Okay. <laughs> That's with the pluses. (laughs) Sad.
1: (laughs) So I'll give you a price to pay here. Mm -hmm. You can get your hammer into this lantern, and it's going to shatter it and do what you set out to do here, but the ghost will have set himself upon you, and uh, you will not have any way to keep him from doing what he's about to do.
0: I mean, I'm already being possessed by a devil. What's a ghost? (laughs) What could go wrong? (laughs) Everything. Everything could go wrong.
1: Okay. So the lantern shatters, and the oil splatters out and uh, ignites parts of the lantern room, and the light flashes in a way, that I mean, it already hurt to look at you. You felt it burning your eyes, but that flash—it almost just whites out your vision, and you almost—you feel as though you have passed out. And with that, we'll go to Ari. So, Ari, you have found yourself in the gazebo jungle clearing of. Robin Goodfellow, and he has greeted you, and he stands there expectantly uh, in his gazebo.
2: It is good to see you again, Goodfellow. Have I broken a proclamation of the Fae? I am only here to see an old friend.
1: I am sorry for the deception, but Agent Merog has brought you to me at my instruction.
2: Her power grows strong,
1: and so is yours, Ari. You, you've learned a great deal in your time away from me. I, I am truly impressed.
2: Are you here to give me my referral bonus?
1: <sighs> I. I
2: have jokes now. The time of the overgrown gave me jokes. Well,
1: I must say that you're a much better magician than you are a comedian. But that's true of most comedians, I suppose. <laughs> No, you're here because you've been away far too long, Ari. All, All of my mischief, everything you have helped me to set up is finally coming to fruition. And those things do best please me that befall preposterously. You deserve the opportunity to see it all through. It's time to take back your place by my side as a dryad once more.
2: That does make me want to ask, am I in my suit or am I in a black suit
1: when we're in here? You see, you're, you see that you're now wearing your black suit. At least it looks like you are. And you can feel his influence creeping into your mind, attempting to prune certain memories. I'd like
2: to resist that at all possible.
1: Uh, yeah, this probably qualifies your um, force of will move. Eight on the dice, plus two is ten. Okay, uh, read me what that does in the text.
2: On a hit, momentary magics are canceled completely, and long-lasting spell effects are suspended temporarily. On a ten-plus, I could spend a luck to snuff out the spell or strange effect permanently, but I don't see I we need to do that here.
1: He hesitates, but not for long. He maintains his composure. He continues to stand there. He's up on the gazebo, and you're down on the jungle floor. He's attempting to maintain, you know, some height on you, though
2: he is a relatively short man. I start to walk in his direction in order to go and sit down in the gazebo. I have started to get used to the wrinkles, good fellow. And I just kind of look at my hand as I walk towards him. I s- sit down. <laughs> he, Yeah, he, he moves
1: aside and lets you... Agent Green, you may not remember, but it was you who set my plans in motion. The ruins of Atlantis came to exist in Florida by the workings of your powerful magic.
2: You are correct, then. I have no memory of that, good fellow. Much like many of the memories that you have taken from me. Why would I want to see this through if I have no memory of it? If you can show me what I've done and why I did it, then perhaps I will understand.
1: You you did it, Ari, because you believed in the same vision that I have, that
2: that things have to change here in the wild. Where is the vision, good fellow? You've taken it from me. I don't know what you're planning. I don't know what this is. I was your pawn. You you were less of
1: a pawn than any agent I have ever had. You were more akin to to a partner and and what happened to your memory is
2: is a tragedy to be true. And what of Seeb? Your partner before me. Seeb. Seeb is stubborn
1: and he was overtaken by his desire to seek revenge. He cannot serve me until he's had his vengeance.
2: I fear I suffer from the same ailment as Sieb. You know that I saw in the mirror, correct? You know that I saw my family's home overtaken. I saw what you did, good fellow. And
1: the life that I gave you? The greatness you've achieved that- What life? This one, Ari. The one where you... You changed the world. You changed the wild. You changed the overgrown. You... Your magic... You were, were talented when I met you as a child, but... You would have never achieved such great things without me and my guidance.
2: Your, your family was a, was a hindrance to you. What vibe am I getting from him? I need to go off of... Is he gaslighting me? Is he... Let me see the image in my head of his face. Uh, he's still maintaining his human
1: image. His male, authoritative, old-but-put-together-man image... His look is of concern. You can tell based on the context of your relationship that absolutely he's gaslighting you, but that there's also truth to some of the things he's saying. Yeah, that's the hard part about this. I think you can tell that maybe his means are nefarious, but that he truly believes that you're better off by his side.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's coming through and that's I don't know if that's where I want to be. Just like, you know, the closer I'm closest to the enemy if I'm right next to him, you know. I think myself and R.I.C. it is a way where I could protect the people I care about from that position. I think you can still tell
1: that he is sort of uh, probing for an opportunity to enter your mind again. So I, can, I think you know that if you join him, it will be, it will mean giving up he can, that yeah that's true i think that he sees you thinking and that he sees an opportunity to um to expound on what he said i i didn't want to i didn't want to have to say this but i'm afraid ari that you're forcing my hand it was you who helped me to find galakochika there are many places all across the Overgrown where there exist forces who might have learned of my plans, uh, our plans, and, and worked to thwart them. In Gullicochica, the only threat to me there was the Order of the Quartz Cross. But you took care of them for me, brokering that deal between Knox and Daniel Payne. That was all your idea, my sweet child. And Loretta. When she became a threat to me, you led her astray. Oh, oh! don't, don't look at me like that. No, the cancer wasn't us. It was a, a happy accident. Though I do wonder if her Atlantis magic's incompatibility with the wild had something to do with it. Knowing this now, Ari, how could you honestly look at your friends in the eye again? You have so much to explain to them. Do you think it's possible that they'll forgive you? Why not rejoin me, the only entity who knows and accepts
2: you for who you really are? This has been enlightening, good fellow, but I must deny your offer. If I'm to watch the world burn, I would much rather be with my family than with you. And I get up and start to walk down the gazebo steps, I suppose.
1: He snaps a hand out in front of him and runes begin to glow up his arm and kind of hang in the air and float out towards you and vines whip up from the ground and you feel one wrap around your arm as he says, How dare you defy me, Ari Green? You have no power against me. Even if you will not join my side, I'll follow you. I'll lead you about, around through a bog, through a bush, through breakthrough briar, sometime a horse I'll be, sometime a hound, a hog, a headless bear, sometimes a fire and neigh and bark and grunt and roar and burn like horse, hound, bear, fire at every turn. And you see that his face is no longer human. It has the many sets of eyes of the of the fairy creatures. And his segmented wings explode from his back. And you feel these, these vines continue to whip and wrap and grab you. And you are unable to move any farther. My arms and hands are bound in this moment. Your hands are somewhat free, but... You, you're you just continuing to be, like, vine-whipped by these things.
0: Break the metaphorical lantern. Break the metaphorical lantern. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that doesn't work here.
4: Break it. Break it.
2: <laughs> Break it was good. I want to, quick as I can, un- unsheath my sword and go at the vines, and then point at it at Goodfellow. The purpose of the vines isn't necessarily to keep
1: you entirely bound. They are keeping you from moving any farther or any closer. Mm -hmm. You can cut the vines binding your hands and point it towards him no problem. Um, You hear by the way, as he casts this magic you just hear like um, imperceptible and uh, continuous whispers coming from his mouth just like
2: I'm gonna blast him with my laser sword. Okay. Roll burn everything. Right, (laughs) that's the one. Plus weird. (sighs) This might not end well. It's (laughs) it's five on the dice plus two, so a seven. It is three harm, ignore armor, magic, obvious. But you, oh, but oh, seven though. Okay, cool. cool. Seven, yes, mixed success. Mixed
1: success. What does it say on a mixed success?
2: Uh, well, it's a weird. It's a use magic roll specifically, so choose a glitch. Sure. So choose a glitch. That's interesting. That's actually quite soft compared to what I thought. It's not a kick some ass, I guess. I think I'm going to say that it has a weakened effect. Is that what it says? Is that what it's called? The effect is weakened. (laughs) No, the effect is weakened because I'm not trying to maim him. I'm trying to make him stop this foolishness and let me leave. Sure. I sort of knock him off his standing position with a laser sword that I'm not sure he knows I have,
1: yeah, this scene and it's still green energy right that comes out of the sword, or does yeah it look it's it's mixed with the holy energy, so do with that what you will so it has a little bit of like a golden sparkle as it shoots out towards you, um almost like a holy fire, like a holy mote of flame, and mm. um it just like explodes on him, kind of Dragon Ball Z style. And the, the, the dust clears and he's still standing there. His eyes are glowing all, you know, uh, six to 10 of them. I think that it's not even consistent how many eyes he has. He's just like, um, he's so grotesque. You can't even really tell what's an eye and what's just a fold of his skin. And he breaks from the whispering. He says, Ari, don't be a fool. The tales of Robin Goodfellow have been told over generations. I am as chronicled as they come. I cannot be wounded in this way.
2: That's a damn fine point, Goodfellow. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> guess I give up.
1: <laughs> uh, he now raises up his hand and closes his fist and you hear these whispers start up again. The and you feel yourself being ushered by the vines
2: closer to him. How far away am I, would you say? Um, like eight feet. i going to let Ignis out. Ignis, you need to leave immediately. I fear this will not bode well for the both of us.
1: Ignis refuses. Ignis refuses to leave your side as he... As they, say, as they see instantly that you're in danger.
2: I don't suppose there's any way you could get us out of this.
1: Ignis is... Uh, incredulous as to what to do, uh, whirring back and forth in the air as you inch closer and closer to Goodfellow, who looks simply terrifying. Uh, but... Ignis does not know how to lead you out of this particular lost situation. Jesus Christ. And now as you get closer to Goodfellow, you can feel once again his, uh, you can feel him encroaching on your mind space. You can feel him trying to tap into what he once had complete control over. Uh, I would like to try to resist
2: this again. Okay, roll Force of Will.
3: Force of Billy.
2: Force of Billy. That is a seven on the dice. Plus two is a nine. On a seven to nine, you take one harm as the strain of dismissing the magic unravels you.
1: Awesome. Your eyes glow green as you force him once again out of your head. And he does seem enraged by this uh, this time. He he breaks his composure. Um, and you can tell that he hates that he is unable to take control of you again. Something a matter, good fellow. He looks frustrated at you, and then he smirks, showing just a glint of his razor-sharp fey teeth. And he reaches into a jacket pocket, and he throws a cloud of dust in your face, and you fall unconscious. So, Ryan, we go back to you. You've been hit with this cold grenade. Uh, you said you were down to one health, and I did tell you you could roll to heal if you wanted, so you can roll your rejuvenation move if you'd like. Okay. That is a seven.
4: Yep,
3: that's a seven, so
1: I so, heal two. So you heal two. Okay, perfect. You move sluggishly as you drop the egg, and it cracks even further against the ground. And when you turn yourself around, you see uh, you see Commander McCoy, and she's pointing a, a peculiar-looking gun at
4: you. She says, "I don't want to hurt you. We can still work together. You're
1: superhuman. You're worth a hundred." All tamahahas to me. Join me and work with me to fight for humanity, and I'll leave your family
3: alone. So you said it's, like, am I, like, paralyzed
1: borderline? Mm, It's more like you're, yeah, I mean, no. You're just moving extremely slowly. Like, every motion you take takes about twice as long as it would normally, because this frost is that you're so susceptible to has just crept its way into your bones almost like you feel like your joints are frozen together uh do i see the egg uh yes you but i i will say that turning behind you to look for the egg is a very laborious motion so it's like you have to make where normally you just be able to glance back and then look back to her uh, it's a calculated decision you have to make because you're taking your eyes off of someone who has a gun pointed at you. Uh, I think I want to do it. I just want to cover up the egg. Okay. So you move back towards the egg and she watches you do this and she says, this thing means that much to you? You'd be amazed
3: how it feels to care about anything else.
1: I... I do care. I I care about humanity. I'm just willing to do what it takes for the greater good.
3: <laughs> I mean, you look a whole lot more
1: human than me. But I think I'm a whole lot more human than you. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of commotion in the background this entire time. Uh, but you hear a loud crash. And... She does glance over back towards the facility and she looks at you. <sighs> Look. You've brought down my whole operation around me. I I have to come out of this with something. And she prepares to fire this dart gun at you. You know if it if it ain't me it's gonna be someone else. You set yourself up to fail. She makes a heavy sigh. Then there's another crash. One that's even louder and even closer. And she looks back towards the facility again with kind of a confused look. Um, Maybe a worried look? And um, you have an opportunity to act here before she fires at you. Uh, How close is she to me?
3: Probably...
1: Like 15 feet away from you. It would be difficult to close the distance between you.
3: So aren't I in like a parking garage?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're in between her and the door that you saw that had uh, light from the outside. Okay. How far away is that door? That door is uh, probably like 40 feet away. 20 maybe? Okay.
3: So it's so it's easier to get to her than it is to get to that door.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Do I? I'm. Do I have Stella? I don't think I do, right? Yeah, I guess you wouldn't, because you were captured while you were in a leisurely position. You don't want to have had Stella, because if you did, they would have taken it from you. Yeah. Along with whatever Hawaiian you were wearing at the time. Yeah, and I mean, my movement slowed. You could roll no limits to get to her but it would be at you would take the minus one from your weakness
3: i think that's probably my best bet because my other one was i was gonna do a (laughs) i was gonna just toss her the egg (laughs) and have her catch it and then tackle her (laughs) but i i wouldn't do that right now yeah i'm gonna try to know limits to get to her okay roll minus one to knock her gun out. Come on, baby. This is plus two, so that
1: is a nine. Okay, so choose a complication.
3: I will take. oof actually, right now with the cold, that's brutal.
1: Uh, I'll take
3: harm. I'll take one
1: harm. Wow, Does that puts you at two away from dying.
3: Yeah, the other one's minus one forward. I'm like, if I take a minus two
1: forward, I'm going to be in a real bad situation. Okay. And you're, you're um, healing yourself. Your rejuvenation doesn't stabilize you, right? There's no way to stabilize yourself that way? It stabilizes me. It does, even on a mixed? Yeah. Um. Cool. So you close the distance between you and mccoy as she looks back towards the thunderous crash that sounds like it's maybe right on the other side of like a garage door um and you even hear like a roaring and like the thud of several people hitting the wall uh but yeah you get up to mccoy who's got this gun pointed at you it's uh, sort of like a weird looking pistol thing and you can tell that the projectile inside of it is a dart what do you do I take the gun. Roll Act Under Pressure. Minus one.
3: And specifically, I want to take the gun and try to knock her out with it. Okay.
1: That's good. Oh, boy. That's That's 11. So even with your laborious movement, you're able to push past this effect and get up to her and grab her gun, and she tries to wrestle it back but you're able to just rip it from her grasp and you um, knock her over the head with it. And she falls to the ground just as this garage door just rips open like it's a piece of cardboard. And out from the opening with lab equipment and IVs uh, still hanging off of it is a massive furry 10 foot creature with enormous feet and its gorilla-toothed maw uh raises into the ground lets out a massive hearty roar and there's bigfoot standing in front of you <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh how close is he to me he's pretty far he's like um He's on. You're closer to the outside door at this point. He's kind of in the doorway of a garage door that's attached to the facility, so uh, it doesn't lead outside; it leads in. Uh, so probably like thirty feet away. It's a big garage. It's like a big, like military garage. Do I want to try to be friends with Bigfoot? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I do. I think I just need to leave. He does look closer to wanting to smash you than he does to wanting to be your <laughs> and you don't Perfect. have to become the
2: para <laughs> And
1: that's the moment Ray Ray fell in love. <laughs> this is
2: the this is the change. This is the playbook change I yeah. wanted. You just think he's so cool. <laughs> it's more of a bromance than it is a romantic yeah. love.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The para the bromantic. The paraprobatics.
3: Oh, fuck,
2: that's... <laughs> that's good.
1: Uh, yeah, Ray's
3: just gonna fucking take <laughs> off towards the door. Um, okay, well, roll...
1: Roll again... To... Um... Roll no limits again. Minus Uh, minus one still to get away from Bigfoot as he starts to charge towards you. Oof, that is... A ten. You take off towards this door, which for convenience sake, we'll say is big enough to get the egg through it because it's a pretty big egg. It's just it's like a double it's a double door. And uh, you take off towards this door and Bigfoot is just barreling towards you. He's sprinting towards you with the with an intense speed, his fur just like whirring behind him. Uh, but you get out these doors just fine, and you find yourself on a beach. You see the ocean in front of you.
3: As I'm running, I'm yelling, Sir, I've, I've really looked forward to meeting you, but I wish it was under better circumstances. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just just dive in the water. Okay. I just dive right in the water. You jump into the water just as... Uh, Bigfoot gets to that door, which is definitely too small for him to fit through. He's enormous, and um, you see him crash up against it and get confused for a second, and it's long enough of a delay for you to hop into the water and start swimming.: How's the egg look? The egg look all right The egg is uh it's cracked, and it has some holes in it. Um, And yeah, and you're pretty sure that this egg's about to hatch if you don't, I mean, it's going to hatch either way. It's a matter of, I feel like at this point you would want the egg to hatch in front of its mother.
3: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just getting in the water. I can move faster in the water. Also the salt water, will. it's it's warmer because we're on the Gulf.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: So I'm trying to heat up a little bit. Uh, And so, yeah, I'm just going out a little bit into the ocean just to heat up and kind of move down the beach away from Bigfoot until I believe it's safe and kind of try to figure out where exactly I am.
1: I think once you hit the ocean, you are out of there. Bigfoot is not a swimming creature. You might, if you stay in the vicinity when you poke your head up, you might see it tear out of the garage door And uh, start to make its way down the beach. But it doesn't see you out in the water. You kind of poke your head up alligator style, crocodile style. Ooh, crocodile style. How is that not a thing that we've done already? Um, (laughs) You poke your head out crocodile style. And you see um, the more or less destroyed town of Pickett. uh, Which orients you enough to know where to go to get home.
2: OK, uh,
1: yeah, I would like to follow the basically follow the beach
3: until I can get to St. Anne's and that way I know the channel to get up to
1: go back home. Um, I'm going to say roll no limits if you want to get home fast enough so that the baby Altamahaha hatches with her mother or with their yeah. their mother. Come on, baby, give me another good one.
4: Give me another good one. That's a,
1: that's a fine one. It's, that's an eight. Choose a complication.
3: I mean, I I could take rest right now. Like as soon as I can get back there. Yeah, because you
1: still succeed on the action. <laughs> okay. So you swim faster, maybe faster than you ever have in your life. And you've swam with this egg before, uh, when you jumped off of the bridge when. Um, McCoy was pursuing you in the past. Yeah, so you get the hang of it, absolutely. You know these waters well enough to uh, barely even have to look to know where you're going. And you throw the egg up on the shore of the lake where Alti has been living behind your retreat. And Alti pokes her head up. Uh, She looks like, I mean, I don't know if animals don't really look like they've been crying. You can tell that she's, like, anxious. You can tell that she is so relieved when she sees her egg. And you fall down into the mud with exhaustion as you see the egg crack open. And a baby Altamahaha emerges. And sees her mother
4: for the first time.
1: <laughs>
3: Welcome home, Alma. I think I just pass out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the two creatures twist their long necks around each other in sort of an Altamaha hug. Altamaha hug hug. Altamaha, the ultimate hug hug. <laughs> the end. The end. Everybody lives happily ever after.
3: Hello
0: and welcome from the depths. No, (laughs) to the best middle tro you've ever been to. In a world. Hi there, and welcome to Shrimp and Crits. In a world. Thank you for listening to my mouth. We're in a world. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of mouth... It's great when you tell your friends about our podcast, your internet friends, your real-life friends, your neighbors, your kids. Tell your kids, if your you have kids.
3: grandmother.
0: Tell your grandma. Anyway, I thought Ryan was going to say something, but he's not. <laughs> Word of mouth is the
3: best way. I was at a wedding last night, so I'm a little pony.
0: word of mouth is the easiest way for us to get our name out there and to gain new listeners like minded listeners um, that will hopefully love us because that's all we want is love
3: if your friends like D&D tell them that we don't play D&D but they'll like it too you can find us on Twitter Instagram and TikTok that we'll never use at Shrimp and Crits I'm not going to spell it for you at this rate you made it this far, it's just shrimp and crits. Yep. We love getting postcards from our friends around the world. And if you send us one, we'll send you some back. Uh that you can send those to P.O. Box 60934, Nashville, Tennessee, 37206. I'm not going to get them. <laughs> We don't live in Nashville. <laughs> because I don't live in Nashville. But Ian will tell me about them. Ian hoards them all. He's uh, a creature that he hoards them in a pile of your postcards. <laughs> of your
2: postcards.
3: Because he because he doesn't have a bed. So Ian needs Oh Jesus m- as many postcards as he can
0: get. <laughs> All right, our promo for the week is two dollar creature feature at two dollar creature on Twitter. Um, they're a fellow monster of the week, AP, good friends of ours, Mr. Ray and Laura, um, and you might also recognize some Ian in their season two theme song. <laughs> Just a, a taste of Ian. I did it. Now it's playing. Now the now the promo plays
2: grab some popcorn and find your seats. Monster of the Week actual play podcast $2 creature feature returns for season two on February 22nd. This season, we'll see a whole new crew of hunters confronting the mysteries at the heart of the town of Jupiter Hollow.
4: I'm Megan Murphy. I'm playing Zelda Wardwell, the Flake. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to protect people too. That's like what heroes do. I'm
3: Nyaldar playing Eric Ashrin, the Crooked. Let's just say I don't ask questions that involve textbooks. I ask questions that involve cash. I'm Laura
0: McMillan, and I'm playing Tammy Jo Marple, your home. Town home finder i'm here to make deals with the good people of jupiter hollow but i already made a deal of my own tammy joe is the monstrous
2: and i'm mr ray i play everything that tries to kill these people and if you enjoyed our first season you ain't seen nothing yet new episodes every other tuesday wherever podcasts are found
5: let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby
4: Let's all go to the
3: lobby to And speaking of $2 creature feature, uh, you might find Laura on one of our Patreon episodes. She accompanied me and some other good friends of the podcast in an all-monsters episode. Mm-hmm. And not to mention that, but you can also find our asmr series and a lot of other fun stuff on our patreon yeah we would like to thank our new patrons
0: rebecca r get rebecca it r. it's a pirate joke thank you. thank you rebecca i came up with that and he stole it from me
3: i don't know who let us be in charge of a middle trope <laughs> this is a terrible idea Just a reminder, uh, to check out our, if you want to hear more, just uh go uh go check out our Patreon. It's the Trippin' Crits. We've mm. got different tiers, uh, and just at the lowest tier, you get
0: all the bonus content, and you can hang out with us at our Discord server. We also want to mention that Cap is on Thornvale Junior right now. If you would like to hear the dulcet tones of Cap, then you can go listen to Thornvale Jr.
3: He's not playing Ari in Thornvale Jr. (laughs) No, I
0: know he's
3: (laughs) I know he's not but still, it's his voice Thornvale, good friends of the
0: show go check him out and (laughs) you will find Cap there as a child if you haven't already please rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice We're pretty much on everything. And you can rate us now on Spotify. I know that's been months. It's not new news. I'm sorry.
3: Seriously, guys. Seriously. Please rate and review us. (laughs) I now talk to a lot of you. It takes two seconds. I know you all haven't rated and reviewed us. (laughs) I need it. Please rate and review us. Or just rate us. It mean, it would mean a lot. If you couldn't tell he's hungover. I had some... Drinks. <laughs> some drinks last night. And what will make me feel better... Is stars. Is if I could just, <laughs> just get, get on our show and see that we've gotten more stars.
0: Remember that we release bi-weekly on Mondays, and our next episode will release on May 9th. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now. You better stop.
1: So Sarah, you're sitting at a table. You're in a cluttered shack of a home. You can see from the window that it's raining outside, uh, quite heavily, and you're eating out of a tin bowl. It seems to be, it's it's like it's a seafood mixture, uh, lobster and potatoes and corn. And across from you is the lighthouse attendant. And he said, he looks up at you from his own food that kind of dribbles down his chin as he speaks. And he says, You're fond of me
0: lobster, ain't she? I've seen it. You're fond of me lobster. Say it, say it. Say it. <laughs> Is that the ghost guy? Or am I the ghost guy? And that's Wins... What was his name? Winsor? Win- Winslore?
1: <laughs> Winslow
0: <laughs> Winslow
3: If you're fond of me lobster Be sure to subscribe at fondofmelobster.com oh my God.
1: <laughs> You can subscribe at many different tiers At five a month You get one bite of lobster At two dollars a month You just get a taste you of can't... the broth The lobster was cooked in <laughs> <laughs> uh This this man looks like the same ghost you've been talking to.
0: So I'm the attendant. Is what I'm asking. Which one am I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're Sarah.
0: I am myself. Okay.
1: Yeah. All I'm you know
0: conf- is that you. <laughs> I'm
1: very confused. Why are <laughs> no, you not I was... you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought I was, like, in their memory. I thought I was in his memory. Do I
3: get a choice? Can I be Bigfoot? (laughs) I'm the president of the United States of America.
1: And I just passed a decree that this ghost has to let me go. (laughs)
4: This is not what I meant.
1: No, you, you do get the sense that you've taken the place of perhaps one of them in this memory, but what you're looking at or not memory, but in this setting. But what you're looking at is the same exact entity that you have been interacting with this whole time.
0: Yeah, man, I, I guess this lobster's pretty good. Better than Red Lobster. Am I
4: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you, and it looks like he has this wild look in his eyes, and he looks like he's might be about to, like, erupt oh <laughs> but then he takes another f- forkful of food into his mouth and um and he says good good winslow good say tell me
0: uh
4: you have any regrets winslow um
0: re- regrets about what
1: it's just the two of us out here might as well get to know one another do you have any regrets in life? What might have, uh, led you
4: to this place?
0: Oh, man. Well, there was when my dad fake died, and then he became a vampire, and then he murdered the one person who was nice to me in front of me.
1: These seem to be the regrets of your father. What, uh... Don't ye have any thoughts about ye own life?
0: Man, that's a deep question.
1: Being out here alone. How long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? Uh, Help me to recollect. Out here, the deep thoughts are the ones that keep ye going.
0: I mean, I regret not helping my mom. Hmm. Is that still someone else's regret?
4: Nay, uh... Now that's,
1: that's something that comes from within ye. Uh, your, when your father became, as you said it, a vampire,
4: your mother needed help, did she? Yeah. And, and what did ye do?
0: I ran off. Hmm. I acted like it didn't happen.
1: Twas your own way of coping. And you can see beads of sweat beginning to form on his forehead.
0: Can I touch his face? Is that weird? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) But you can do it.
0: (laughs) But yes, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to feel if he's like, you know, what is the word? Tangible? Is that the word?
1: Yeah, you reach out and he doesn't react um, as your fingers approach his face. And... You pass through his face and your hand is burned. Take one harm, ignore armor.
0: God damn it. (laughs) I'm unstable.
1: Um, And as you feel this pain, you momentarily don't see any of the room around you. You see the brightness of the lantern as as if your face is right up against it. And then it flashes back to you being in this room.
0: Does he say anything to me touching him? Nope. Or is it like it didn't happen?
1: He's chewing his food wildly. (laughs) So you ran, and, uh... Your father, when did he... When did you find out about his... Double-crossing?
0: Uh, recently. It wasn't that long ago. It's...
4: It hurts. Don't it?
1: When you find out the ones you love... Aren't what they seem to be.
4: Who who hurt you? Well, Winslow, it was we, we, uh,
1: we had a job to do. We, we were here to be, uh, to be wiki to this here lighthouse, and you went in. Oh, you lost yourself to the flame, Winslow. You did. Why? Why'd you have to spill your beans, Winslow? Why? And he starts to come across the table toward you. He's gnashing his his, his mouth and saliva's flying from it that that smells like lobster broth. He reaches across the table, uh, clutching towards your throat to strangle you.
0: Do I have the hammer in my hand? Or am I, do I just have this bowl of lobster? <laughs> Um, is it really hot can i toss it at him
1: why don't you read a bad situation and try to actually succeed on a sharp roll for once
0: god damn it if i get another four i'm just i'm gonna walk out of this room oh thank god it is a 10 barely
1: okay hold three holy shit and remember, like no one ever does, that you get plus one ongoing while acting on the answers. Oh, yeah. It's the hardest part of Monster of the Week.
0: Remembering that. What's the best way to protect the victims? Me and my friends? As he makes his way across
1: the table, you get these flashes like you got, where all of a sudden everything you saw was just overtaken by the lantern. And you get those same flashes, except it's the burning room of the lantern room and fire surrounding you. And you see that, that in order to protect the people in the flames, you can't really see who they are. You're going to need to break this illusion somehow.
0: Okay, then what's my best way out?
1: <laughs> the way out is to dissolve the apparition in front of you um the only way that you can really think of right now is to is to either attack it or maybe to convince it that its job is done you know like uh, helping a ghost pass on style but it's up to you
0: oh, i see okay um i guess i'll say are there any dangers we haven't noticed
1: uh sure um these quick flashes that by the way are accompanied by uh sort of a um an overwhelming caterwauling of sound each time that your vision flashes back to what you know to be or hope to be reality um you see not only that these figures that you hope to be your friends are are trapped in the flames Uh, But you see that surrounding you is uh, fire as well as it begins to spread all over the the lighthouse.
0: Did you ever say this dude's name? Or was I as rude as always and never asked?
1: (laughs) I don't think you did ask his name. But I don't think when he's trying to strangle you...
4: (laughs) What's your name? Do what you you want to do. Um, You
1: do feel that the fork that you are using to eat your lobster is... Uh, heavier than a fork should be, maybe as heavy as a hammer.
0: <laughs> Intent. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to smack him up the side of the head. <laughs> uh, okay, roll, kick some ass,
1: plus one because of your read a bad situation.
0: Okay. It's an eleven. Nice. All right, choose an extra effect. I could force him where i want him which is out of this illusion that does that make sense
1: yeah absolutely i mean it doesn't make sense but we're playing a fantasy game it's a game (laughs) (laughs) yes i want to force him out of this illusion all right you swipe at him with your hammer and everything around you dissolves into smoke and you fall to your hands and knees Uh, The hammer clattering to the ground and your knuckles hitting the uh, the concrete of the lantern room floor. And you see that there are several people around you uh, and the room is consumed in flames. What do you do? I'm scared. You do hear all around you. Why'd you spill your beans?
3: Just
0: echoing it was lobster around bisque. You. It wasn't beans. <laughs> Why'd
1: you have to spill your beans?
0: It was lobster bisque.
1: <laughs> you see Greg ahead, uh, immediately ahead of you, unsure of where to go.
0: Okay. And the ghost man is
1: gone. You can hear him all around you.
0: Why'd you have to
1: spill your beans? Wednesday? Oh, yeah. I yeah.
0: feel <laughs> like this is Why some fucked to up riddle that beans, I don't understand. I don't <laughs>
1: The riddle is your friends are burning around you. What do you do?
0: <laughs> Alright, we have to get out of here.
1: Do you want me to describe their flesh melting off their bones? <laughs> no!
0: Okay. We have to... Okay, can we get down the stairs?
1: Greg is consumed in flames. Like, it's all around him. Oh my god. He's coughing. He can barely breathe from the smoke. Oh god, Greg!
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pull him out of the fire.
1: Okay, roll protect someone. You get plus one still from here.
0: No, it's a 10.
1: Okay, choose an extra. You suffer little harm. All impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on in the enemy. You inf- you hold the enemy back.
0: I want to hold the enemy back so that we can get away. Okay.
1: Well, then you're going to take harm from the fire um, as Timmy. it licks up <laughs> against your arms um, as you're grabbing Greg out of there. But yeah, you hear the this repeating vocal fade you can't you don't think it's gone completely but you hear that it, it you, it's barely audible it's not really even audible above the sound of the crackling fire around you and you get Greg out of the flames
4: oh
2: Sarah is, is that you that was so hot
0: stop it <laughs> get it hot is it (laughs) perfect that's perfect oh man where's britney and the two teenage boys (laughs) i don't i don't see the kids but is that Brittany over there (laughs) (laughs) is it britney
1: it's somebody it looks to be britney
0: okay i want to pull her out too yes it's britney
1: i don't know why i wouldn't reveal that to you it's (laughs) britney (laughs) <laughs> very strange information right. to keep from you
0: and i don't i don't see the boys no okay well that's that's too bad let's go
1: <laughs> well protect we'll protect someone first to get okay. Brittany.
0: it's another 11
1: thank god i don't <laughs> want to kill your friends <laughs> choose an extra
0: can i inflict harm on the enemy this time somehow <laughs> I burn the flame back.
1: Yeah, you can put harm <laughs> on the enemy, um but you're going to take harm from the fire.
0: God. I, oh, I can choose to suffer a little harm. Okay, minus 1 harm.
4: Please. <laughs> I, did, I forgot uh, that
1: was an option. Cool. Yeah, then you are able to avoid the flames this time. You move a fall you move a felled piece of uh of of the wall back into place. Um, and you're able to make an opening and get Brittany out. She's like, oh my god, thank you.
0: Let's get out of here.
1: <coughs> I think I saw the kids downstairs.
0: <laughs> Let's go down the stairs, please.
1: The iron that this trap door and the ladder are made of are, are so hot, but you suffer through it to get down to the stairs, and you start making your way down the stairs. You see these two teenagers... Um, pinned down by a fallen log that is on fire, um, at least partially. Uh, what do you do?
0: Leave them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the devil says inside of them? <laughs> Leave them. Yeah, maybe. Probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the devil's not speaking with you. <laughs>
0: The devil's not <laughs> speaking
1: with you right now, but you can tell that he wants you to just leave these kids. It's yeah, not worth yeah. it.
0: I'm going to try to get them out, too.
1: As you step closer, the, the ghost appears in between you and the kids, and he is approaching you uh, with his uh, spectral being seemingly unaffected by the flames around him bellow bid our father the sea king rise from the depths full foul in his fury black waves teeming with salt to foam to smother this young mouth with pungent slime to choke ye
3: this is my favorite character in this (laughs) show
1: We see the first person point of view of someone running. The camera, the frame of what we see is wagging back and forth with this motion. And they seem to be uh, sprinting as fast as they can through a crowd. Um, And we hear, we hear, oh no, no, no. And we see a sword a sort of samurai, like a katana-looking sword, slash in front of him. As soon as the figure gets free of the crowd, uh, you see the blankets, the colorful blankets and banisters of the Prospero Bazaar. And the sword rins a hole in uh, sort of space-time in front of him, and he... Uh, emerges through to a desert, and you can now hear his feet hitting sand, and his movements a little bit slower as he as his legs sink into the sand with each step. And you see yet another slash, and uh, the scenery changes again. And he's running through um, a wide open field, and um, he says, "I can't, I can't lose another." And then he slashes again with his sword, and he is among branches of trees and jumping from limb to limb. He slashes once more, and all of a sudden he's falling from the sky, and the ground beneath him is hundreds of feet uh, below, uh, but it is... Uh, a verdant abyss of green and it's growing closer and closer to him and you see him draw a piece of chalk and write a rune in the sky uh, in the in the air ahead of him and he begins to slow and we see a clearing all of a sudden from the green and we see a structure there and we see a man held by vines suspended in front of a Horrific fae creature who has just thrown a cloud of dust in his face, and Sieb Tate just lands on Goodfellow with his sword, uh, making a slashing motion, serving only to put distance between him and the and the fairy. And he grabs Ari as he uh, moves back in this way. He makes a quick motion to simultaneously cut the vines loose and slice another uh, passage in the air, Uh, runes trickling around the blade as he does this. And Ari, Sieb picks you up into his arms, and Ignis follows the two of you through the passage, uh, which closes behind him before Goodfellow can follow. Ari, you wake up. In bed. Whose bed? Uh, you don't know. Everything around you looks antiquated upon first glance. Um, The curtains are drawn to allow minimal light in. There is a glass of water on the bedside table. But everything looks like turn-of-the-century, like late 1800s.
5: Ignis. Ignis, are you there?
1: The lamp beside you glows a soft blue, and you hear a ringing as Ignis wakes up and flies out of the lamp and greets you.
2: Oh, Ignis? Come here, you little scamp. I thought I lost you. Who brought us here, Ignis? See, I'm going to stand up. Am I injured or... Am I okay?
1: I mean, now what? How much harm did you take
2: in that fight? The I mean, one harm, much? and it was self-inflicted from my yeah. magic. Yeah, you're fine. You feel a okay. little groggy. I peek around the wall. Is anyone here?
1: Hello? You're in a small bedroom. Um, like I said, the curtains are drawn. But outside, it looks like there's a soft purple hue where natural light might be. I'll,
2: I'll go and look out the window.
1: You see like a sort of a swampy tree line around a field that's in a clearing. It seems like you're on some sort of farm. There's no signage. The fences all look handmade. There is a barn out nearer to the trees um but yeah, you definitely see like the Spanish moss growing on the trees around you and the sky it doesn't look like a night sky or a day sky. It's just this uh purple light that glows from everywhere can i is there like a door out of the building? uh you can tell by looking out the window that you're on the second floor. There's definitely a door um that's cracked
2: that leads out of the room. Right. gotta make my way out of the room and down the stairs towards that barn. I'm trying to make my way to that barn. You make your way down
1: the stairs and you uh find yourself sort of in a living room area. And you do hear noise from the kitchen behind you, but the front door to the house is in front of you. It's it's open, and a screen door is closed.
2: I'll see who's in the kitchen, or what's making that sound.
1: Um, it's Sieb, and you see that he is boiling a pot of water and uh, preparing to make coffee, it seems. You smell freshly ground beans. I'm sure they had coffee grinders. 1800s. How do they grind coffee in the 1800s? Probably like a <laughs>
2: type thing. Yeah.
1: We used our hands. My hand. And
4: a <laughs> bucket of water. <laughs> Same point. Thank you. Oh, it's a uh, oh, it's good you're awake.
2: How did you get away from him? What is this place? This,
1: um, this is my home.
2: Perhaps we should zoom out a bit. Where is this place? I saw the skies outside. We are not in the overgrown. I made this place. I brought this
1: place here. um it's hard to explain, but just like i I made a place for the devil, and I sealed him away i I sealed away this place in time so I could go somewhere and and be safe.
2: Is it safe to assume that we are away from Goodfellow's many eyes here? Yes, like the hell I created for the devil.
1: This place exists outside of the overgrown, outside of the wild.
2: Goodfellow used Merog's sleeping powder on me. I I don't remember what happened after that. How did you save me? I acted in in desperation, and I acted quickly.
1: I didn't try to harm Goodfellow. Uh, I I know that much is impossible. All I did was got you and got out of there. Thank you, Sib. Thank you for saving my life. You're you 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 mean a lot to me, and I don't know the way the way I see you, uh. The things you do with, with magic that I've never seen before, it it gives me hope that we might just, I don't know, somehow, I think there might just be a way we come out of this victor's, this whole
2: thing.
5: He will be coming for us.
2: I've not seen him in a fervor like that. He never takes off his suit. Well,
1: what what did he... What did he say to you? What did you, what did you learn from him?
2: He told me that this war, that all of this is my design. He wanted me at his right hand to watch the overgrown burn under the footsteps of Fae and Atlanteans and whatever, whatever other monsters fellow, has under his thumb. If his war is soon to come, then, uh... He might
1: not risk coming for you. I'm I'm sure you'll see him on the battlefield, though. I,
2: I think that good fellow sees both an opportunity and an obstacle in my magic. I don't think he knows what I can do, and I think that drives him mad. I've seen it with Ray Ray. I've seen it with Loretta. He does not like what he can't control. If he
1: is afraid of you, if he does fear what you can do, then it's possible that means you do have the ability to to thwart his plans, which we must do everything we can do to stop if any of us is going to
2: survive. Are you willing to fight by my side again, Seb?
1: I will fight by
2: you with everything I have. Thank you, see.
1: When you're ready to leave, he starts to lead you outside. Yeah, he, he's leading you out
2: towards the barn. You don't have any experience in killing a chronicle, do you? I can't say I've ever tried, but I,
1: as far as I know, as far as I know, it hasn't really been done before.
2: Uh, I've seen it done. I saw it in Tallahassee. We may need to speak to someone there, but they may be difficult to find. It, it's a vampire.
1: Oh. A vampire found a way to kill a Chronicle, then.
2: He was a fairly decent detective before he was a vampire, so that may have something to do with it. He killed Peter Quince. He killed one of the rude mechanicals? They, they ain't just Chronicle, they're... They're, I mean, they're pretty powerful, Fagin and of their own right. Mm, Which is why I think we may need his assistance or at least his information. Okay, well, whatever it is, I'm, like I said, I'm with you.
1: And then uh, out from the barn, as you guys start to approach, comes a a dog. But uh, as it bounds out from the barn doors, it sort of uh poofs it sort of pops in and out of existence uh sort of blinking to and fro on its way over to you happily and um and it jumps into Seeb's arms and uh he starts to uh pet the dog uh you know vigorously uh but you can tell that his fingers are sort of going through the dog like it's, he's not making contact he's it's the this is like a spectral version of his fallen dog major, but he looks very happy to uh
2: to be with him here it's good to see you again major
1: Ignis comes out and they start playing together, and um Ignis will like twirl around major and major like rolls over onto his back as <laughs> as um as Ignis like spirals around in the in the in the air. I am glad you have made your back, Seb. It's more or less a a phantom of of the real thing, but it's better than being alone out here. I'm happy for you, Seb. Thanks, Ari. We better get going. I'm I'm sure the other two, your other two friends, are just fine, but I'm sure they're bored out of their
2: minds without me.
1: <laughs> and he leads you into the barn, and uh, in the back of it. There is a door that seems to maybe lead to um, like a closet of some sort. It's just kind of a rickety wooden door. And when he opens it, it is a passage. It's very clearly a passage. And as you step through it, you come out in the middle of Tate's Hell in the forest, uh, in just a heavily forested area. Uh, But the doorway you're coming out of is like the um it's the hood of a broken down truck that has like sunk into the mud and you step out and into a just a place in the woods and the only thing else that's there is sieb's motorcycle
2: let's get ignis in that uh headlight and make our way to the retreat great
1: so sarah as this ghost monologues at you you begin to feel yourself lifted off the ground and you notice that through the flames that crackle and spit around you in this lighthouse you can see the waving of massive octopus uh and squid tentacles uh just the shadows of them sort of moving in the flames and uh behind the ghost are the two troublemaker children uh, and they're pinned beneath some rubble what do you do
0: okay can i can i get to the boys
1: uh you can try to get around the ghost um i will say
0: you'll need to act under pressure though okay i'm too away from dying <laughs> so <laughs> i'm a little afraid of what's about to happen here It's a seven. (laughs) Okay. um,
1: You get around him as these tentacles begin to whip up out of the fire toward you and try to kind of slap you down. Um, You're also, as you're running, you're running in the air. You have begun to, like, levitate in the air through um, some kind of weird trickery, (laughs) but you're able to... Uh, sort of dance around this ghost as he tries to swat at you with these massive octopus tentacles. Um, I didn't know
3: octopus had testicles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Ryan. (laughs) Um, But you do inhale a massive uh, amount of smoke as you do this, as it begins to build up in in the room and now in your lungs, and you start coughing uh, as you make your way to these boys.
0: Okay. I want to get them out. <laughs> but I feel like it's just going to keep happening. Like, there, it's just an endless cycle of them getting stuck in some flames or stuck under some rubble, or... You
1: are pretty close to the door. I mean, this you're in a pretty... You're on the ground floor of the lighthouse, Mm -hmm. and the door is behind you, and these kids are stuck. So if you could get them free, they could get out, but both of them have a leg pinned under the same beam.
0: Okay, I would like to get them out. Okay, roll, protect someone. Where are Greg and Brittany right now?
1: They are, uh, Greg and Brittany are by the door, and watching you unsure of what to do. Brittany is like, uh Brittany's like, we we have to we have to go in there and help help them. And Greg is like,
0: uh uh -uh." And he starts to make a move (laughs) to just dip. Alright. I'm I'm gonna try to get them out and then I'll say something.
1: Okay, roll protect someone.
0: I hate everything. (laughs) who's smacking something? Me! I'm angry!
1: What did you roll?
0: Well, I rolled a four Mm. plus one, so it's a five. If I take the failure, I will level up. Do it! Or I could use a luck. But then I get more
2: devilish. Is there something cool you could use from your level up to get out of this nightmare? Well... No matter what you take
1: with your level up, I'm going to take a pretty hard move against you. So maybe a luck point. I'm going to
0: die.
4: You you don't necessarily
1: have the ability to get yourself (laughs) out of what I'm about to do because you've rolled a failure. Oh, God.
2: How many luck do you have left?
0: Three, four. You're
2: fine. I have only three left. I I only have three left, too. If I've been asking you to, to
1: murder children with three luck left, what do you think I'm going to ask you to do with two luck left?
4: <laughs> Go on
1: another date with Greg.
0: <laughs> Man, I, I'm, I'm just going to fail. I'm just going to fail. Yes, <laughs> we understand. <laughs> well, I was thinking about using a luck, but I, if it was Ari and Ray Ray, I would immediately use a luck and I'm going, I'm going to take tune in which is a spooky move which I can't technically use right now anyway. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Do your worst. Uh-oh. As you go to
1: move this beam, uh you recoil as it burns your it you know, you realize it's it's hot uh before you're able to, you know, move it off of them and you hesitate for just a minute and you hear the cackle of this Lighthouse attendant ghost, and you turn around to see uh, to see him approaching you very slowly with these uh, tentacles sort of holding him up in the air. And then um, you feel them wrap around your limbs. And he says, um, we were supposed to turn to the lighthouse, Winslow, and now it's fallen down upon us. If I can't keep this place upright, I'll drag you down to Davy Jones with me. And he gets closer and closer and you're lifted farther and farther up into the air. And you see uh, you see Brittany running over towards you to try and help. And uh, you also look to the door where Greg takes one last glance inside and he sees you uh, being lifted to your doom and then just exits and closes the door behind him in a panic. And the last thing you see before your vision fades to black is this lighthouse attendant's face, which is now right, right directly in front of you, an inch away, and uh, everything goes dark.
0: Makes sense. (laughs) I'm dead.
1: And then you see two glowing red and yellow goat eyes suspended in the air in front of you
5: era I believe that it is time to remind you that there is a reason why we have the arrangement that we have. I helped you not out of the kindness of my heart this much you know. I helped you so that I could gain a foothold in this world that I have been kept Away from I feed on fear and I need to survive.
0: Alright.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this could have been an email. <laughs> am
0: I am I dead? Is that it? Are you just released into the world now? Oh. oh.
5: I do wish that were true. But I do believe there is an arrangement we can make to get you out of this current predicament.
0: Damn. See, definitely won't talk to me again (laughs) if I do a second
5: deal with the devil. What is it? What is it this time? This time I ask a very small price. All that I need from you is for you to temporarily... Give in Give me Control Let me take the reins Of this vessel So that I may wreak Havoc in the world For a little while
0: Five minutes?
5: (laughs) Two minutes (laughs) Um I didn't I I didn't have a time frame In in (laughs) mind But I'll probably need at least 30 minutes.
2: <laughs>
0: can I work I you down... I can't tell you why. Can I work you down to
5: 15 minutes? <laughs> That's I can do
4: <laughs>
5: It will be as many minutes as I need, and it will come at a time where I find convenient, or you will die here in this lighthouse.
0: Oh, So not even, like, right now? Just, like, randomly?
5: Yes. It will be fun. For me. (laughs) But you'll, like, wake up somewhere. (laughs) Having done
1: unspeakable evils. His fingers appear, and he's just touching them together in a gleeful (laughs) way. His hooves? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, his hooves. (laughs) Fingers form out of his hooves. It's quite grotesque. Uh,
0: <laughs> man. I want to say one thing. What could go wrong?
5: <laughs> it's a little overplayed at this point. <laughs> Do we have a deal or not? <sighs> you, have, you also have to shake my hoof.
4: <laughs> I have to touch it? I have to touch it?
5: Considering that the alternative is you dying, I think it might
4: behoove you.
0: (laughs) I guess I'm taking another deal.
1: From the outside of the burning lighthouse, we see a crowd uh, held at a distance by the island's firemen. A crowd is watching as this happens, as this uh, lighthouse, this historic landmark of the community here burns and just before it collapses we see a fireman uh pull Brittany out and she looks horrified and then the entire structure just caves in on itself and sparks fly Uh, just as the firemen get everything connected and start jettisoning water on the uh on the pile of of rubble uh, to keep the fire from spreading. But Sarah, you come to somewhere else entirely. You come to on Little St. Anne on the unpopulated island where the lighthouse used to be and you find yourself on an empty stone slab, uh, perhaps the original foundation of this lighthouse. And it has been. You can tell that it has been kind of dug up. That um, it's been excavated, and you see uh, you see a few big piles of of uh, seaweed and um, other things. Maybe maybe garbage. Um, you see that in front of you in the sand is some sort of object. You know, kind of a little bit buried, uh, but behind you where the foundation is, you see a circle of markings carved into the stone foundation, and they are glowing. And in the middle where there would or should be stone, uh, concrete, is, um, is a pool of water, and the markings around it are glowing in this golden... Uh golden light that has a multicolored shimmer.
0: Okay, well, I guess I need to investigate a mystery.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. What are you doing? What are you investigating here?
0: I think I should... Do I still have my phone? Um. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't have your phone. I want to start taking pictures of everything. Sure. And I want to text Ari and say, I need help little Saint Anne's.
1: they don't seem like your text messages are going through right away
0: of course
2: because my phone's in half in a dumpster
0: i will start with the markings around the pool and see if they look like familiar ruin runes, <laughs> runes. <laughs> i tried to I say it, it right and i still almost said it wrong
1: <laughs> i love it i feel like yeah this is investigative mystery roll plus sharp
0: A ten. God.
1: Nice. Now
0: you roll well. (laughs) Yes. All right, hold two. All right. Let's start with what is being concealed here. As you get closer to
1: the markings, you see that down in the water, uh, you see a couple of figures standing, which doesn't make sense because you're, you know, looking underwater. And they seem to be standing uh, in a courtyard of some sort. Mm-hmm. To get any more detail, you'd have to dive in. Oh
0: Jesus! I guess I'll ask what happened
1: here. Uh, yeah, yeah. As you look around, you definitely notice the same sorts of markings. These aren't Fey runes at all. Uh, they're very angular and purposeful, where Fey runes tend to be sort of whimsical, curved, and and um. Um. Where, you know, these are just very, like, Spartan and, like, you know, straight-line markings. But these are the same kinds of markings you saw around the door uh, to Atlantis that's in the basement of the uh, cement factory. Mm. To fully answer your question, you see that one of the figures beneath you in the water have something something large and disc-shaped floating behind them. So you can pretty much put the pieces together that that is Calliope and that she used the disc to open this portal like she did the one in Tallahassee.
0: Okay. And can I look at the, like, piles of, did you say trash? you said piles of seaweed?
1: Yeah, you can look through those. Um, And I I won't even really make you roll here uh, because you see sort of the same material that um the trash golems have been made with in the past just like clumped together sea trash and uh plants and just like mud
0: was there something in the sand
1: it's covered up by sand but you see uh you see sort of metallic something glinting at you from from the sand
0: okay i want to go dig it up
1: (laughs) Uh, you find a mirror much like the one that you are able to see your um
0: your father in. Okay, I will pocket that. <laughs> when I look into it, do I see anything in like in particular or does it just look like a mirror? You see you don't get pulled into it like you got pulled into the
1: um the mirror in Tallahassee, but you see a very particular face looking back at you. Um it is the it is a, uh, a a crocodile face, and there's some kind of crocodile figure standing in front of a, a lighthouse here on the small island. Right. No, no, honey, this <gasps> this is a ra, ra, raise my boy. Why would you be? Why would you be talking to to my <laughs> boys? he ain't here,
4: Rhoda.
2: Red, are you touching things again?
1: (laughs) I'll be be right there. I know we got stuff to do. Are you? And then I think at this point, the vision kind of swirls and you just see the lighthouse behind you.
0: The lighthouse as it was or just the slab that it is now?
1: It was moved, I think, in like 2005. Okay
0: okay, well, I guess I'll text Ray Ray now because I don't
1: know what my other
5: option is.
1: Ray Ray does not have his phone, but the text would go through. You just wouldn't get a response. Because it's still the middle of the night, so Ray Ray's still waiting for the... waiting to get fed.
2: (laughs) Text Johnny. Text your best friend Johnny Matters.
0: Fuck, I think I'm... Okay, I'm gonna... I feel like this is Wild. Mm. I'm going to text Johnny and say, I'm on little St. Anne's. If you don't hear from me (laughs) within 24 hours, I need you to find Ari and Ray Ray and tell them where I am, (laughs) which is the spot of the old lighthouse.
1: Okay. Okay. He texts back almost immediately. He says, uh, are you okay? Do you need me to come get you?
0: I'm just going to respond. I'm good. Don't come here. I just need someone to know where I am. And then I guess I'm going to jump into this pool of fucking water because I don't know what else (laughs) to do.
1: Uh, 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 uh. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) boy. Sarah, you are floating downwards. Everything that you see beneath you kind of has this monochromatic sheen from being far underwater. Uh, But the closer you get, the more color and details you can see. Um, And you see these two figures, and you definitely do see Calliope there. And she's talking to another figure that also has this, this shimmering holographic skin. And that one says to Calliope, you overhear some before they notice you coming down. You overhear... I know that people will die, but it is our decision. Our people will not make it if we cannot re-enter the world. Who is this that approaches? Is this one of the ones that you told me about? Oh, yeah, that's...
0: that's Sarah. <laughs> hey, Sarah, it's just... Just you today? She's so excited to see me. Uh, hi Calliope. I did not expect to be back here anytime soon.
4: Uh,
1: yeah, um, I mean I kinda hoped that you wouldn't make it to this one. I was just about to leave, but uh, welcome to my home. Welcome back to Atlantis.
0: Is
1: this, like, a portal that you've made on St. Anne? I believe believe they're referred to by as passages.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes way
1: more sense. (laughs) (laughs) But he's your friend, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) This doorway will only be open for a short while, just like the one. Was it Tallahassee? I only need to open one more to connect my world back to back to yours, and uh, then my mission will be complete. Uh, what happens then? Well, um, my city, my people will re-enter the world. She—you can tell she's kind of skirting around something.
0: What does your people? re-entering
1: the world entail, exactly? Calliope, it is best that you tell them outright. Uh, Allow me to explain. When we took Atlantis, when we created this place, this sanctuary, it left a void, a hole in the overgrown, but over millennia, that hole has been filled, and we cannot return to the Overgrown, to your world, to, to our world, without creating a place for us to land. Is,
0: is this going to hurt people in the Overgrown?
1: I'm, I'm afraid so, yes. I'm afraid that to make room for Atlantis, most of the area where you call home will sink into the sea.
0: Well, that's kind of rude. I mean, you know, there's no, like, way around this. Like, you can't, like, save your people somehow else.
1: If there is a way, we are out of time. We... We are fading, we are are weakening. We must return. We must return to the place where we belong.
0: Florida? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice. I can't find you like a nice island in the middle of the ocean somewhere.
1: The doorways that Calliope has activated, have allowed her to see her home. And with the second one, have allowed her to speak with her people, with me, the Omni. But they are also needed. They're part of the mechanism that will return our city, our world, will return us back home.
0: The Omni.
1: Yes, I am. I think the easiest way to explain it is that I am a machine and I am built to process the thoughts of every living being in, in Atlantis. We don't have a mayor or a president or a king or a queen or, or anything like that. We simply make decisions together. Through me, beyond me.
0: Did you steal Ray Ray's necklace?
1: Yeah, I, I'm sorry. i sorry, I had to. It was the one stone missing from, from the disc here. Um, I promise I'll give it back when I'm done, but-
4: I, That
0: necklace meant a lot to Ray. It's kind of rude.
1: I know, but I need it. My people have to return home. You can tell him I'll give it
0: back. Okay, I'll tell him that. I don't think he's... holding out. (laughs) (laughs) Is there somewhere else... that you could call home? Does it have to be... Florida?
1: (laughs) I mean, I suppose... anywhere would work but the only way this works is if we we have to destroy part of the overgrown to take its place we can't just go somewhere where there isn't life where there isn't civilization i i don't know how our doorways got moved to to florida from their original locations but where they are is I mean, it's it's where they are. I don't I don't have any. I don't have the capability to move them. And plus, the 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 ritual is already on the way. I, I I've already started everything. I I'm going straight away to the third doorway.
0: Where's the third doorway? I, I'm is not gonna Tampa? tell you. Is it Tampa? I feel like that's the trifecta.
1: <laughs> I've already told you too much, and and it's. I think my time here is up anyway. Omni, it, it was an honor, an honor and a pleasure. Um, we, we we will be, be going, going now. now, and you feel the two of you, both of you, start to be lifted back up towards the doorway.
0: I'll find you. <laughs> I'll
4: get back my friend's necklace.
1: The Omni looks up to looks up at you as you float into the air, uh, or the water, I suppose. You see now that they they look at you with these with very hollow eyes. There's no eyes in the sockets of this figure and they look at you and they say, "Sarah, it was nice to meet you and for what it's worth, I all of the people of Atlantis I am sorry." And you float into the
0: sky and you disappear okay do i come back out of the same pool
1: yeah you arrive on little saint Anne, and and you see calliope and she looks a little bit upset but she looks at you and maybe starts to say something but then decides not to and she teleports away with her magical stones
0: god damn it and i still have the mirror right That I picked out of the glass, out of the sand. Oh yeah, totally. I want to tap on it. Ari! (laughs) Ari!
1: (laughs) There's no, there's no response.
0: (laughs) Can I check the time and see how long it's been?
1: No, it wasn't a time warp. It's now like, I mean, it's like four in the morning.
0: Okay, I'm going to text Johnny and be like, JK, come get me.
1: (laughs) Johnny, yeah, Johnny arrives and picks you up. And that's the end. Do do do
0: do do. Nailed it. We did it. Did I solve any sort of puzzle? I don't think I did. <laughs> I think you burned the puzzle down. I should have written all of that down. Nope. <laughs> Takes take some notes here. Omni.
1: Yeah, they own a branch of
2: hotels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't understand how we're gonna win.
0: <laughs> how we're gonna win
2: the game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll do the end
1: of session. Ex- uh, the end of session questions. Did we conclude the current mystery? All right. Was there a current mystery? Let's think about that.
3: I can. I think I concluded mine. <laughs> it's
2: actually true. Yeah, you did the best. I think.
3: Which was get home from being kidnapped. <laughs> And get the egg back there.
2: I, f- I failed mine, and I think Sarah may have failed hers.
3: You guys are really holding me back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also,
1: <laughs> tell us how bad we did, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess Ray Ray. Ray Ray did great. Yeah. Since we, yeah, I think you're right. It would two out of three. We'll say it. we'll call that a no. That's a wash. Did we save someone from certain death or
2: worse? Um. Let's think about it. A seam saved me. Does that count?
0: I think I murdered two little boys. Um, I did save Johnny Metters from. I didn't kill him. I well, said you said no saved him, him from him. you
4: killing <laughs> him. No, I, I'm going
1: to have to disagree. I'm sorry. If that's true, I save I save everyone. I save everyone <laughs> on the planet every day because I refrain from killing them. <laughs> Um, Oh, boy. You did save... Who? Tell me (laughs) what. Who's Will? Greg. You 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 saved Greg and Brittany. That's assuming a lot. I saved Alma, the baby. The baby, and you saved your new vampire friend and all of the monsters by letting them
2: free. But you probably put many people in danger (laughs) with that
3: mostly all of Pickett. I saved... I saved Bigfoot. He started murdering people he, immediately. He seemed <laughs> he seemed pretty pissed about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about our ratios this arc. I think this one might have to be a failure.
1: I mean, I definitely saved someone. I think the answer to this one is. Is yes. You didn't save everyone, but you did that's save true. some people. <laughs> the question
3: isn't did you save everyone from we hit the minimum required
2: which is one. It's, did okay. you save someone? <laughs> Great. Good, good, good. So I'll give you that
1: one. Did we learn nice. something new and important about the world?
2: Oh boy. Um I think Katie, Sarah just learned about some portals. That's that's pretty decent. Three portals. We lose the game. Um what else did we learn? Bigfoot wanted to kill me. Did we learn anything particularly important this round? The, the Omni is a thing, right? I'm sure
3: it's going away, but I learned where gear was. Around Some us. of it, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a good call. <laughs> uh,
0: I think I learned that I'm really, really bad under pressure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay a, i i know you can cut out little pocket dimensions for yourself yeah that's true or the at least sieb can Sieb definitely can and uh bring memories to life in a ghastly form yeah that's fun that's a neat trick
3: i guess it doesn't count for this arc but i currently have a gun <laughs> with nice with the a dart in it
4: Ooh! so i
3: haven't I haven't learned that yet, but I'm going to learn
2: what That's the, neat. What
3: the fuck they keep putting in me.
2: Mm. Nice.
0: We're going to do some sciencey stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'll give you a big yes on that one. You learned a lot of cool shit. <laughs> Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters?
4: <clears throat>
0: we learned that Sarah will sign two deals with the devil. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we all could have guessed that. Um, we learned that Sarah takes about two hours to do anything <laughs> without <to make> us <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, boy. Uh, anything new about the Hunters? Did we have any Ari revelations? I don't think so. Not this round. Any Ray Ray revelations? Not so much. Yeah, you're probably right. Feels right. This was a uh, this this was an L. I would say uh, this was a rough choice. split you all yeah, up. mixed success, perhaps.
0: <laughs> we got one experience. Didn't we get one? You guys are really holding me back.
1: <laughs> you did almost die. You did come very close to dying. I did everything I could on my end. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so since we got two yeses, you each mark one experience. That's so exciting. I level up. Good job, everybody. Um, thank you. Do you know what you're going to take?
2: Uh, I think... I think I do. I think I do, Ian. I think I'm going to choose the option to take a haven like the expert has with two options. Ooh. If you allow me to add two options to the downstairs infirmary. Okay. Is it, did anybody else level
1: up? I know. No. Sarah just did. What did you take again, Sarah?
0: I took Tune In.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's a really I cool
2: move. That. I love that move. Do you want to read that for our people? The ones who didn't skip the end of session, the true shred. So.
0: You can attune your mind to a monster or a minion. Roll plus weird on a ten plus hold three. On a seven to nine, hold one. On a miss, the monster becomes aware of you. Spin one hold to ask the keeper one of the following questions and gain plus one ongoing while acting on the answers. Where is the creature right now? What is it planning to do right now? Who is it going to attack next? Who does it regard as the biggest threat? And how can
2: I attract its attention? Awesome. That sounds really helpful. I'm very happy you took that move. <laughs> it's a very good one. Well,
1: <laughs> um, this this has been a fun. This, honestly, this has been one of my favorite arcs. I really enjoyed splitting you all up and doing all this dramatic bullshit at you. So I thank, thank you, you so for participating, you. and I'll see you next time.
3: everyone a, I got everyone a present. Okay. I want no, you all I, to I go. Want I want you all to go to fondofmelobster.com Oh my god.
0: Did you buy it? Fond of me you better not
1: this better not be porn. crits.
2: Oh my god. What is it? I mean
4: <laughs> That's so funny
2: though. What? No, that's so funny. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, what is it? lobster.com
1: <laughs> Now we'll say we'll say in our in our announcements you can go to shrimpfritz.com or fondofmelobster.com
4: No, no. Now it's
2: just fond of me lobster We don't even say the other one. and <laughs> see if people do it. God. Oh my
4: god.